and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends. As I sat down to reflect on what I'd like to share with you this week, I had a very hard time quieting my mind. I suspect that, like me, a lot of you are spending a lot of your time right now trying to think of ways for this world to be better and are desperate for a way to feel less helpless amongst so much seeming hopelessness. I try to specifically limit the amount of time I spend panicking over things I cannot control, like maybe 15 minutes a day, but sometimes this is easier than others and I have to work really hard to remember what I've learned about what I can and cannot do and why that matters. I was intending to chat with the deva of Lake Michigan, who's a being that always brings me a lot of comfort and joy for today's episode, but we'll save that for another week because when I tuned in, the light quickly came through instead with a short but important message. It's apparently what I needed to hear this week, and so maybe it's something you guys need to. The light said, don't underestimate the power of holding space in light. It is not nothing. So here's what that means to me. Whenever I'm feeling hopeless or helpless and I tune into the light, it shows me columns of light all across the world, emanating brilliant concentric circles of light, like the circles when you drop a pebble into a pond, out from center into the world. And this is one of the most hopeful and helpful energies I know. The light has shown me over and over again that this is how healing works, That as we heal and as we align more and more with our own soul's light, something stabilizes within and the space we're able to hold in our lives and for others and for the world at large becomes more steady and unwavering. The capacity we have to hold that space becomes greater, the space we hold becomes bigger, and the light we emanate out into the world becomes brighter. And this has an impact. To me, the spiritual journey is one of healing ourselves and helping others. And it helps to understand that we, each of us, are made up of energy. The frequency ranges of that energy are changeable and are somewhat within our control. These ranges are affected by outside forces, sure. You know, things can really bring us down or lift us up. But overall, I think we're all in the process constantly of recognizing who we are truly, what we are truly, and making choices to align with our own highest self, independent of what's happening around us. I think we're all here to become more aware within of the many and varied things our souls wish us to learn, to heal the wounds we've acquired in this lifetime and past lifetimes, and to become increasingly more enlightened. And by this, I mean to continue to shine light into the darkness and look closely at what's hidden within. This process of healing self and of aligning with our own soul's highest and best good is pretty much my definition of spirituality and is something I try to bring to every aspect of my daily life. I used to be a political reporter and I would occasionally write columns that I hoped would impact how people think and feel. I hoped these pieces would help people access their own humanity, tap into their compassion, and see the world through other people's eyes, or I guess just my eyes really. 
I was a newspaper reporter in a very small town in a pretty conservative part of the country, so I'm not sure how many hearts or minds I really changed, but I'd like to hope that maybe a few people at least had some minor revelations. I still kind of want to tell people what to think and feel and shout my opinions out into the world and demand that others agree with me. I've been a passionate debater and opinion holder for as long as I can remember, but there's a discordance in that for me now, and I've just realized what it is. Unlike my job as a columnist, my job here is not to tell anyone how or what to think or feel, or even really to tell you how or what I think or feel. It's to share what I'm learning and the tools I've used to gain a deeper connection to my own inner guidance. And maybe sharing that can help you all access the tools you need to have greater and easier access to your own inner guidance. And hopefully I can hold space for you in that healing. And in that space, we can all recognize more and more how our own soul's purposes are meant to manifest through into our daily lives. And seeing the energy of this when I tune in does help me feel less helpless and it does give me hope. The light reminding me of all of this doesn't make me feel better about what is happening in the world. I don't think anything can do that. Instead, it reminds me that we all have our own jobs in our own worlds. And one of those jobs, if we so choose, is to anchor our light and the energy of our healing through into the physical and to hold a healing space for those around us. In order to do this job, we need to constantly remember who we are, what we do, how we do it, and to continue to bring through light into a world seemingly overrun by darkness. We have to try not to get pulled off center, but when we inevitably do, we have to try to return to center as quickly as we can. Being able to hold this space in the world is important because the world is brutal. And when I tune in about it, I don't get that things will get better globally anytime soon. But at the same time, I also get that there is a massive hope for humanity, that a spiritual evolution is possible, that humans as an entire species can become beings that are more heart-centered and more compassionate, that cycles of violence can end, and a new paradigm of peaceful coexistence can occur. It's not happening overnight, but it can happen if we continue to hold that space of light and keep shining it out into our worlds in spite of our grief or maybe even because of it, because we have to grieve. And I think a lot of us feel like we have to bear witness to the suffering in the world because it's a part of our job as fellow human beings to be aware of what is happening around us and also be aware of what actions our governments are taking or not taking around the world. And while these massive institutions seem so much bigger and so much more impenetrable than any one of us, we can do something about it. I know that thoughts and prayers get dismissed sometimes as empty and meaningless, and I understand the frustration behind those sentiments. Thoughts and prayers can seem like empty platitudes from people who just want to feel better about themselves. But these thoughts and prayers are energy, and in reminding us not to underestimate the power of healing, the light is also reminding us not to underestimate the power of energy and working with energy. I have a really good example of this right now because I've been learning a new-to-me energy healing technique this year. And through this process and seeing things happen that I kind of wouldn't have believed could happen, I'm learning right now that everything really is energy. I knew this mentally and intellectually, but I'm learning it experientially. 
And so I'm seeing firsthand that energy can and does have a direct effect on the physical. This newly dawning experiential understanding reminds me that focusing our intention on healing can actually impact outcomes. When we all remember who we are on a soul level and work to ground that light through our lives, healing takes place within and we become those columns of light. And that healing has an expansive energy field that radiates out in those concentric ripples into the world. This light helps others heal. And then their light in turn helps even more others heal. And it's all exponential. This is not nothing, the light says. It is not nothing. We can become aware and we can bear witness and we can expect and demand a better, more healed world. We can spend time imagining and believing in what that would look like. And we can do it from a space that is as healed as possible so that we know where our center is, so that we don't get swept away in the tsunamis of grief and fear and hatred and unawareness. Not because those energies and emotions aren't real and not because the horrors being experienced by people aren't important, rather because they are real and they are important. I have one last thing that I've been learning lately that I want to share, and I want to be clear before I say this, that energetically speaking, darkness and evil are not the same thing. Darkness is just the absence of light. It's just unawareness. And so when we are focusing on healing, we can address the darkness within ourselves by shining light into those spaces and illuminating the deep-seated energies that sometimes we would rather not see. These energies are our own fears, our own traumas, our own pain and suffering. These energies are hard to look at, don't get me wrong. But if we wish to break old cycles and heal old wounds, to be a part of the world we hope to create, we need to be able to look at and to become more aware. This is especially important when we are witnessing the suffering of others, whether they're people we know and love or people across the planet. I have been trying to pay attention to the ways that my own unhealed parts, my own inner darkness and the fears I still have within become activated by what is happening in the world around me and how that contributes to my feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. And I'm trying to pay attention in particular to how that contributes to feelings of exhaustion and in turn a desire to shut down my awareness and hide from it all. It's really easy to get swept away in that unawareness rather than looking at our own pain. But if we lose that awareness, we end up becoming a part of the sweeping darkness instead of maintaining that pillar of light. And when we shut down, it becomes almost impossible to help ourselves or anyone else. If we allow ourselves to be anchors for light, we can bear witness to atrocities, we can feel the pain of those around us and people worlds away, We can hold space for their suffering. We can recognize the cycles of trauma and abuse playing out in ourselves and in the world around us. And we can pray for healing and peace to come through all of that in a meaningful way. We can act in accordance with our highest values and we can be active participants in building a better world. We can accurately gauge what it is we can do about something and then do it. And we can pray for or hold space for the things we can't. And we can know that our own healing and our own concentric circles of light emanating out from us do have an effect on the world around us. This isn't nothing. 
And if we can remember this and allow it and be present in and through it, we can affect change around us. As my health went downhill several years ago and my life force became so limited that every single simple aspect of daily life became this weird cost analysis balance sheet, I got absolutely swept away in the tsunamis of what was happening in the world and how I couldn't do anything about it. I grieved and I asked within, how could I help now? This was and still is my lesson. It's not one I've mastered by any means. My pillar still wavers and my own pain and trauma still get activated. And I continue to tune in and ask, what can I do? It's the consistency of this answer that restores my hope each and every time. Don't underestimate the power of holding space in light. It is not nothing.